Hey, welcome to Sunday School. I'm glad you're here. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. You're listening to the Mills Sunday School Podcast. We are the College and 20-somethings ministry of New Life Church. Praise the Lord. Would you, we're going to turn to Psalm 100, so you can turn there if you want to. But before you do that, or while you're doing that, would you meet somebody? Uh, either make sure you know everybody at your table. If you're at a smaller table, you can jump in with a bigger table. Um, but do that. Greet and meet somebody. Ready, get set, go. All right, if you're uh, done greeting and meeting, um, if you could wrap that up. Sorry to interrupt you. That is important. But if you could turn to Psalm 100. And uh, we're going to read it, and we're going to read it a couple times throughout Sunday School. And then at the end of Sunday School, I'm going to ask you all as a table to read it and meditate on it and try to memorize it. So hopefully many of you will leave here this morning having memorized an entire psalm. It is a short psalm. It's not the shortest, but it's uh, five verses. So, uh, and it's a great psalm. This, this month's topic is going to be thankfulness. And so this psalm is a psalm of thanksgiving, a psalm for giving thanks. And it says this, Psalm 100, Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Verse 5, for the Lord is good. His love endures forever and his faithfulness continues through all generations. Lord, we pray to you right now and we we give you thanks. We, We worship you with glad hearts knowing that you are our God and we are your people. We are the sheep of your flock. And Lord, we enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise And Lord, we give thanks to you. We praise your name for you are good. Your love endures forever. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. So we worship you, Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everybody said, amen. We're going to talk about thankfulness. And uh, how many of you, raise your hand if you have a family tradition of going around the table on Thanksgiving. So today, if you don't know, today is November 1st, so Thanksgiving is just a couple weeks away. And so how many of you, raise your hand, have the tradition of going around saying what you're thankful for? As a kid, I hated that. Like I knew, to, as a kid, I remember going to one, uh, we, we, as a kid, I think I was uh, like 11 years old or so, we went to... Uh, my dad's friend's house, and they, he had just gone through a divorce or something, and there was going to be no other kids there. It was just going to be a bunch of adults, and I was not looking forward to it at all. But we go inside, and the first thing I saw was, I mean, uh, this is a long time ago, but I saw an, a computer, a Commodore 64. Anybody remember those? Like, you have to be a little older to remember even what one of those are. But uh, we had one, and I walked in, and they had one, and he had all these games, like tons of games. And uh, the, the dad of this house said, oh, would you like some of these games? My kids have outgrown them. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, games. Um, they came on floppy disks. Anybody ever seen? <laughs> Don't laugh. That's what it was. That's just, it's not 
meant to be funny. That's what it was. So he gave me like a stack of 20 of these games, like all these kid games. And I was ecstatic. I was just so like, wow, this is awesome. This is great. And then we gathered together and we were all going around the table and saying what we were thankful for. And I had a dilemma as a little kid because I could say what I was really thankful for, the computer games, or I could say what I was supposed to say. Like, I'm thankful for, you know, the family and this wonderful gathering. And, and so I, I, the whole time I'm like, dilemma, like, what should I say? I'm thankful for, I'm really thankful for the games. And so I finally ended up saying like, I better not get in trouble. Mom will be mad. I better say what I'm, what, say the right answer. And so I must've sounded like a little robot kid, like pre-rehearsed. I was like, I, I'm thankful for my, this family and I'm thankful for God and I'm thankful for the family and for this food and I'm thankful for my family and that's what I'm thankful for. <laughs> and everyone was just like looking at me and then one of the people said, well, aren't you thankful for the games you just got? And I was like, bah! yes, I'm so thankful for the games. Thank God I got all these games. I can't wait to go home and play uh, the Centipede game and the Spy vs. Spy game and the Impossible Mission game. And I just thought it was going on. I was like, yeah, thanks for sharing what you're grateful for, what you're thankful for. And I'm going to come back to that story, but I'm uh, maybe just thinking through uh, what, what will you say at Thanksgiving Day if that's your tradition? What, you, what are you thankful for? And what, what's going on in your life that you are willing to thank the Lord for? And I'll, I'll come back to that story. So I, I think that the story will make more sense in a couple minutes. But welcome to the Mill Sunday School, first and foremost. Uh, if you're new, if this is your first time, we have some visitor cards on the table. And you can fill it out with as much or as little information as you want. We can put you on an email list to tell you about upcoming events. Like this month, we're going to do pie in the park. Um, and, and a couple Sundays from now, we'll tell you more about that. We're going to go and, and join with a $5 mission. Have you guys heard of $5 mission? Yep. Uh, and, and we're going to bring pie and, and hang out with some people who... Uh, have found themselves in a homeless situation, and so we're just going to hang out with them and give them pie. So that will be really fun and encouraging and good. So uh, get on the email list if you want to. Uh, you can check some boxes there. As you leave, give it to the nice people as you leave, and we'll give you a gift bag with uh, Pastor Brady's uh, new book and a worship CD from our church. So that's a gift just for you, no strings attached. Finally, uh, I keep announcing this, save these dates, write them down in your calendar, iPod, iPhones, whatever. Uh, winter retreat uh, is, is coming right up. January 29 through uh, 29, 30, 31, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Save those dates. It's our winter retreat. It's kind of our, the biggest event of the year. And so uh, we'll be going right, right there in the mountains at Divide, Colorado, and... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, save the date. So let's talk about thankfulness. Um, Psalm 100 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts, good, his courts with praise. And that makes all the difference. Do you know people in your life that are not thankful, that are grumbly kind of people? Do you know people that are the opposite of that? Do you know people that are just thankful in all situations, like really bad things will happen to them. And they're just like, well, you know, this is hard. This is rough right now, but I thank the Lord for this and that and this. And it's like, well, you, if anyone should be grumbling, you could be grumbling, but you're thankful. It's like, the, I found this cartoon. I just thought it was cute, I guess. Um, so on the, on the left is this, this girl entering the courts, uh, entering the gates with thanksgiving and the courts with praise. So she's saying hallelujah. And on the right 
is a guy grabbing at a closed door. It says grumbling, and then it's got like the profanity uh, symbols. <laughs> and he says some swear word, the stupid door is stuck. And we in our lives get to choose whether we are thankful or whether we are grumbling. And, and I, I would venture to say that a lot of that, a lot of that decision does not have to do with your life circumstances, that we should be grateful in all things. Maybe not for all things, but we should be grateful and thankful in all circumstances. So I want you to turn to your table. This is like practice for you for uh, Thanksgiving Day when, you're, uh, when you have to go around a table and say what you're thankful for. So I want you to do that now. So what are you thankful to God Four. So just quick answers. Go around your, your table, and because I'll just give you like two minutes, so go kind of quick. So ready, get set, discuss. All right, how many of you said uh, the correct answer and said like God or family or uh, the church or the Bible? How many, of you, how many of you were very specific about something you were thankful for? Good, lots of hands. Going back to my story, of uh, being at, the, at that Thanksgiving table and being thankful for the games. I think the reason why, like, I was so excited about games, the computer game thing, is because it was brand new and I, was, I had low expectations for the, the Thanksgiving dinner and then got the computer games. I was just excited. But I think in hindsight, it's like, the reason why I thought that uh, saying family and God and this, the roof over my head, uh, being thankful for those things was was the right answer, but I really wasn't thankful for those things, is because I took them for granted. Like, as a kid, uh, I was, I don't know, maybe a little spoiled. I just had a good, I had a good childhood. I wasn't abused. I wasn't neglected. I always had enough food. We always had a roof over our house. We had enough money for things. Um, We just had it, I had it well as a kid. And when you don't have it well, you become very thankful for those things. Like, if you're in in a season of loneliness right now, and I imagine many of you are, when a friend comes into your life, you're so very thankful for that. But if you're surrounded by friends, well, then often you, you take your friends, I, I imagine I do this, I take my friends for granted. If you are, have just lost someone close to you, then the, the pain that, you, that is now surrounding you is very real, and you're thankful for those family members, those friends who are still with you. If you're stranded somewhere and you don't have any food and then you find just something small like a piece of bread, how thankful are you for that piece of bread when you're hungry? Whereas I guess we take things, I know I'm guilty of just taking things for granted. I'm usually really, I mean, if I was to be honest, I'm really not that all grateful for food because well, I take it for granted. I'm always well-fed, and if I need food, I, I, get, I get food, and if I'm hungry, I go back there and eat a bagel, and so it's like there's food all around us. I'm not that, I just don't think about it that much. I was, I was so in my, in my mind, I was, I was thinking about like situations that happened to us, and a couple weeks ago, I, I heard of someone that got into a car crash, uh, a pretty bad car crash. Their car was totaled, but they were, they were going on and on about how thankful they were that no one was hurt, and I was like, but, but your car's total. Like, you got to go through the insurance thing, and you're not going to get as much money as you should. And they were going on about, you know, the, the difficulty of the situation, and they had some back pain, and they're going on and on about how thankful they were, though, that no one was seriously hurt, that no one was killed. They were thankful that they survived. They were talking about, oh, there must have been angels surrounding. 
And in that situation, uh, someone who was not a believer was kind of just uh, maybe just prodding them and making fun of them a little bit uh, in, a, in a weird, nice kind of way. Um, but they said, well, you know, because they were saying how grateful to God they were that they got, uh, that they survived this car accident and this all happened. And this person who's not a believer was kind of prodding them and saying, well, you know, what would be really nice is if the car accident never happened. <laughs> and it's like, well, technically, yeah, I could be thankful that it, if it didn't happen, but I'm thankful in this circumstance, because now I realize like, the, the, the fragileness of life, that I could have died a couple of weeks ago when the car crashed, that I'm thankful now in this situation because of what could have happened. So, uh, 1 Thessalonians is going to be a, a verse I keep talking about today as we go back and forth to Psalm 100. But this verse, if you want, you can underline it in your Bible, or if you have, you're using one of the Bibles on the tables, you could underline it in there too for the next person to see it. Um, but it's a verse that, that, that brings a whole bunch of clarity to this thanksgiving thing, this thankfulness thing. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 is preceded by verse 16, which says, rejoice always. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray continually. And then the verse that's on the, the, the board here says, Give thanks in. Everybody say in. Give thanks in all circumstances, or some versions say in all things. For this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. Give thanks in all circumstances. Yesterday, I met with another pastor. There's a pastor of this little church in Manitou, and they had this sign over their desk. And it was this verse. It said, give thanks in all things. And she was a very grateful person. She was a very thankful person. I just thought, wow, that's, that must be a life motto. She must be living this out. It was encouraging because I, I knew I was going to be speaking about this today. So we're not thankful for all situations, but we're thankful in all situations. And I think the difference is, is an important one. We're not thankful for a shooting. We're not thankful for uh, racism. We're not thankful for my goodness, like a Christian, Christians being beheaded in the Middle East. We're not thankful for a plane crash. We're not thankful for those things. But this verse tells us, be thankful in all things. There's a big difference. And we get to talking about bad things happening to good people and being thankful in those things, not for those things. The difference is, is black and white to, in my mind. Not being thankful for it, but being thankful in it, which will lead us to today's nerd alert, I always wonder, like, what the new person thinks just when they come to Sunday school. I was like, what is going on? Um, well, nothing, really. Nothing's going on. Um, so anyways, this is the nerd alert. This is what's going on. This is actually very important stuff. This is very theologically heady stuff. And it's not just theologically, it's not just theology stuff that we, we, we you know, go talk about somewhere else. This is life circumstances. What happens when bad things happen to good people? The problem of evil, it's often called theodicy, the, the issue of God's justice, says this. The problem for believers, like, like you and me, if you're a Christian uh, God follower, if you're a follower of the Bible, is that we believe in an all-powerful and an all-good God. Right? Everybody say amen. amen. Yeah, an all-powerful, all-good God. So 
Different non-believers throughout the centuries have presented that to believers as a problem, which it is. There is this problem that if we believe in an all-good God and an all-powerful God, well, then why does evil happen? Why do bad things happen to good people? Why, why does a plane crash? Why is there a shooting? Why, are, why is there racism? Why are these things happening if God is all-powerful and he's all-good? If he's all-powerful, then, well, he could have stopped that horrible thing from happening. And if he's, well, if he's all-powerful, well, then maybe he's really not all that good. Maybe he likes seeing people suffer. I mean, people ask that question of us as believers, and it is the problem of evil. And it's, it's a theological problem and an apologetic thing, and you can, you can theorize about it and talk about it. But it's also a real-life situation, like when bad things happen to you, to your friends— I know people that have been led astray, have, have left the faith because they're just like, well, where is God when this bad thing happened? Where is he when a family member, was, life was cut short? Now, how could an all-good and an all-loving God uh, and, and an all-powerful God allow this thing to happen? Was he not able to stop it? Was he, did he want this to happen? What kind of God is he? And people ask questions. It's the problem of pain. It's the problem of evil. It's why, that, that, that very famous question, why do bad things happen to good people? And we as Christians, we have some answers we can throw, we can talk about, we can throw out there and say, well, this world is broken. We, we believe in a God that gave us free will and humanity has, has gone from that and that's why there's bad things that happen. But that really doesn't ask, answer the question of like specifics. Well, I, know, I understand all that, but what about this situation? Why did this plane crash? Why did this shooting take place? Or, or so on and so forth. And the, the only real answer, I'm using finger quotations because it's not an answer, um, but the thing that I keep coming back to is that God is with us. We believe in a God, Jesus, who came to this earth and we celebrate his birth around Christmas time and we thank God. thank him for the incarnation, God coming to this earth. And when he lived, he suffered. He went through some pretty horrible things. He died in a horrible way. His friends rejected him. Uh, Judas, you know, betrayed him. And and he was God and he suffered with, he is not far away from suffering. He is a God who actually literally suffered like one of us. And so we have a God who is now with us. He, He says like, blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who are suffering because the, the peace of God will be upon them. So here's some things that we can always be thankful for. So we're talking a lot about, you know, we got into this subject of bad things happening. It's like, how do we remain thankful in bad things happening? And I have a list of four things that we can always be thankful for. If we're believers, if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus, if you uh, believe in the Bible and the promises that are in the Bible, then here's four things that we can always be thankful for. The first one is God's grace. You know what grace stands for? And like if you go to a Christian bookstore and they have the posters, what's grace stand for? God's riches at Christ's expense. (laughs) Do you not know that? Is that new to you? It's new? Oh, well, okay. okay, A couple people knew it because they shouted out, but I I thought that was common knowledge. Well, now it is, hopefully. God's Riches at Christ's expense. So you just learned something. That's what, uh, that's what grace stands for. Um, that, that's what people have assigned. And it's a great assignment of the words, of the letters to the word. But uh, Romans 5, 8 puts it this way. It says, uh, while we were still sinners. Do you know the end of this one? Christ died for us. So we didn't deserve 
any of this amount of grace while, while we were still sinners, while we were still in the depths of the pit, making mistakes, sinning, living for our own pleasures over everything, over eating, over drinking, over, over this and over that, just grabbing pleasure. While we were in sin, Christ died for us and has covered us over with grace. And so this, this wonderful, you know, I think sometimes the opposite of thankfulness is like this grumbling, deserving thing that, that is in all of us. Like, oh, we deserve this. Well, why do you deserve that? Well, because I, I did this and that, and that I deserve that. Well, ultimately, what we deserve is, I mean, ultimately, on a spiritual, on a grand level, what we deserve is the, the, the death that we have undergone because we have brought sin into our lives, because we have not followed God, because we have rejected Him. And that's really what we deserve. We deserve, you know, to be separated from the Lord. But yet the Lord, with His grace, has given us so much. It's funny when um, a couple, this is a couple months ago, someone got a brand new car, and, and everyone was like, oh, you got a brand new car, you deserve this, and going on and on about how much they deserve it. And I, I was like, yeah, of course, what we're saying is we're encouraging you, you've worked very hard, yeah, sure, you deserve a new car. But then in my mind, I always think like grand scale, and I was like, well, you know, there's people in Ethiopia working very hard and as smart as they can, but they don't get new cars, so you know, ultimately... You get a, something wonderful because of the blessing of the Lord, because of His grace. And ultimately, we should be so wonderfully thankful because He has redeemed us from death into life. And that is what we can always be thankful for, no matter the situation. So we could be thankful in all situations because God has given us grace. Number two um, that I've come up with, this, isn't, this is just kind of a, a list that uh, I, I kind of stole it from Rick Warren. I was listening to a sermon of his. It's on YouTube and kind of came up with a list from, from that sermon and a few other resources. Um, so number two is his promise not to leave. God is always with us. And that's the answer that I, that I alluded to when I did the finger air quotations to the problem of evil is that our God is with us. It's an answer in that, like, well, it doesn't really solve the problem of evil, but it is a lot of comfort, knowing Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified uh, because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you, and he will never leave you or forsake you. Good. You knew that. That the Lord is with us, and that is an answer to the problem of evil, because it's like, well, well the Lord is here, he's suffering, he has suffered, he knows what it's like to suffer, and the Lord is with us, and we can always be thankful for that. Psalm 100, the psalm that I read this morning, the psalm that I'm going to challenge you with to, to re-look at and reread and potentially memorize if you have the time this morning, um, says, we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Starts off, he made us, we are his, we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. So God is with us. He doesn't leave us. He knows what's going on, and he is with us. So number one, two, number three is the change that can be in you, especially when you undergo hard circumstances. James uh, puts it like this. When you go through trials and temptations, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and perseverance will finish its work so that you may mature, be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So there's change in you that happens when trials come your way, and that's that the Lord is producing in you 
perseverance. Colossians 1.27 says um, something like this, The glorious riches of the mystery of Christ, which is in you, the hope of glory. So change is in you, Christ is in you, and he's continually working, continually making you, uh, even through trials, maybe in trials, making you more perseverant, and so that that's a good thing, so that you will be able to test and approve what his will is and be mature and complete and not lacking anything. And ultimately, number four, the, the fourth one that I have for us, that we can always be thankful for the resurrection that is to come. The last two months in the Mill Sunday School, we talked about how the afterlife holds for us this life after the afterlife, that there will be a resurrection of all of us, and there'll be judgment, and there'll be eternal pleasures at his right hand because we have been raised from the dead, and that's what we will look forward to. That's what we look forward to now. And when we die, there'll be, we call it heaven, we'll be in heaven, but we will ultimately be waiting for the resurrection when all things will be made right. So any wrongs that have happened to you, well, they will be made right. Any wrongs that you have done, well, they'll be made right. And then the first one is God's grace will cover it, and you will be in God's grace. And we can always be thankful for in the afterlife that God will make all things right. So look at this list. One, two, three, four. Um, these things, we can always be thankful for these things. That we, it's like we need to be reminded of these things in horrible situations so that we can be thankful, like the verse calls us to do, be thankful in all situations. But sometimes there's just moments where you don't even need to be reminded to be thankful, right? I mean, I imagine there's things in your life, like I look back at my life and getting married was pretty awesome, but no one had to tell me, Joe, you need to be thankful for today. It was like, no one, you didn't have to tell me. I was very thankful. Or uh, when Jay was born or when Rowan was born or when Maximus was born, no one had to say, Joe, you know, smile a little bit, lighten up, be thankful. It's like, no, I just had uh, a healthy uh, baby boy born on this day. And it's like exuberance amount, moments of profound thankfulness. And they're all over the Bible. And I see Psalm 100 as a coaching through like a time of wonderful celebration and thankfulness. I think of David, who may or may not have written Psalm 100. We're not sure it doesn't say a Psalm of David. But David has this profound moment of thankfulness when he, uh, first Samuel, or is it second, second Samuel chapter 5, he becomes a king. He, do, he, he and his armies defeat the Philistines. He takes all the young men. He rounds up, uh, I think it's like something like 30,000 young men. And they go and they get the Ark of the Covenant which is this place where God dwells, his, God's presence dwells on the top of this ark between the, the wings of the cherubim. And David brings it back into Jer- Jerusalem, and there's partying. It says David and all Israel were celebrating with all their might before the Lord. And then it lists all these instruments, uh, like finger drums and harps and lyres and tambourines and shakers and cymbals. They're, they're worshiping the Lord. They're making this huge noise. And the famous story is that David strips down. I'm not really sure what a linen ephod is. If I don't know what that looks like, uh, but maybe something like this picture. He's just barely wearing any clothes at all, and he's dancing with all his might in thankfulness to the Lord. Like there's these profound moments in our life where if you are kind of a, an expressive kind of person, like you end up just dancing. You just end up screaming thanks to God. And, and what happens in this circumstance is that uh, a girl sees him, Michael sees him, and then they have a conversation later, and Michael despises David and says, well, how, you know, you've just, you know, you've made a mockery of yourself, how the, how the king, you know, the king's supposed to be 
honorable and noble, and he's dancing nearly naked in the street. And David says very famous lines to Michael, I will become even more undignified than this. Like, I'll do even crazier things for my Lord because I'm in such great thanksgiving. So I have another discussion question for you. Hopefully this one is, uh, will bring a lot of just joy out of your life. And this, this one is this. Uh, like, think about when is the last time you were so thankful that you stopped everything and praised the Lord? Like, did you, like, stop your car and pull over and it's like, yes, thank you, Lord. Or did you just stop where you were and, and you went into prayer and thanked the Lord? Like, think about a situation. It could have been this week. It could have been months ago. It could have been years ago. But think about when the last time is that you were so thankful that you just stopped everything and praised the Lord. So let me give you a couple of minutes to discuss that, and then we'll continue with this sermon. Ready, get set, discuss. Check. All right, if I could interrupt your conversations. Uh, I heard a lot of different answers. Somebody said when they got a job, two people said uh, just seeing the beauty of the mountains. Like somebody said a sunrise, somebody said a sunset. It's fascinating how like when you first moved to Colorado, because no one's really a native, but when you first moved to Colorado, you see the peaks and you're like, wow, that's Pikes Peak. And you're blown away with God's creation. And that's like a couple days or a week or maybe a month later, you're just like, nah, it's the peak. I'm sick of it. Um, it's like, well, how can you lose, like, just be reminded of, of God's creation and the thanksgiving that just should, you know, pour out of you. And it's these moments of, like, seeing a sunrise or, uh, he said, driving in a car and just, like, screaming out to God in thankfulness because he can. That's the appropriate place to do it, I guess. Um, but these moments of, of life that, that you just thank God for. And so, as a conclusion to today, um, be thankful in all circumstances. I think uh, I, wanted, I gave you some things to be, always be thankful for, to remind ourselves. I gave you four things to, be, uh, to remind yourself of in all situations. I think it's a conscious attitude of change. Like we, we all just know people. Maybe we are one of these two people that is just always thankful in circumstances or always grumbling in circumstances in circumstances. Like Adam and I were just talking like, you know, people will always, you will always find something to grumble about if you wanted to. And he said, or maybe I said, you're like, yeah, somebody wins the lottery. And you're like, oh, wow, a million dollars. Great. But then I have to pay all this money in taxes and blah, blah, blah. Now everybody's going to be asking me for money. It's like, what's wrong with you? Be thankful in all situations, especially good situations. So it's, it's an attitude change. There's always things. I gave you the four things that I thought of, of you could always be thankful for God's grace. And he's, always going to be with you. And then Psalm 100, uh, I want you to think about it. I want you to meditate on it. We're going to end just a little early. And uh, I want you at your tables to try to memorize Psalm 100. Some of you are really good at it. Some of you uh, are not so good at memorizing. But either way, the, the process of trying to memorize something like Psalm 100, I believe, will give you a tool and it's a tool of thanksgiving. So when you are in these moments of thanksgiving, Psalm 100 could be your prayer. When you're in, the, in a moment of, of suffering, Psalm 100 can be your prayer. It's said with a different tune, I imagine, when you're, when you're exuberantly praising the Lord versus like going through something really hard. You would, you, know, you would say it differently and just wanting the thanks of the Lord upon you rather than it just coming out of you. But either way, it's a tool to be used. You, you could use this as a Thanksgiving psalm, a Thanksgiving prayer on Thanksgiving Day in a couple weeks. This is, the, I think it's 
Out of all 150 psalms, this one seems like this one is the psalm of praise of all the psalms of praise. It's the psalm of thanksgiving. So I'm going to pray over us. I'm going to pray um, Psalm 100 over us, and then I'm going to put it up here on the, on the, on the board. It's, uh, I, I've picked the NIV version, which is probably the most common version in this room that, uh, of the Bibles that we have in here. But let's go before the Lord in prayer, in meditation of this psalm of thanksgiving. And so, Lord, we come before you with, with joy. And, Lord, we, we know that the, the whole earth will shout for joy and that we can worship you with gladness, that we could come before you with joyful songs, knowing that you are our God and we are your people, the sheep of your pasture. And, Lord, we want to enter your gates with thanksgiving, Lord, in your courts with praise. And we give thanks to you and we praise your name for you are good. Your love endures forever. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. We pray this, Lord, in your name, Jesus, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everybody said, Amen. All right, so that's the challenge to you. We're ending early, so don't be sneaking out. We usually, you know, don't, there's no reason to go sneaking out. Um, Maybe there is, if you, if you need to, you need to. But here it is, five verses, uh, Psalm 100. See what you can do as a table. Uh, read it a couple times. Read it by yourself. Try to memorize it. And if you're new, we would love to meet you in the back. But go in peace, everyone. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Peace. We hope you've been spiritually encouraged by listening to this podcast. More podcasts and information about the College and 20-somethings ministry at New Life Church in Colorado Springs can be found at newlifechurch.org forward slash Sunday School.